Hello, dear Starshines. Christina here with Rise of the Multidimensional Human and Lightbody Academy. Welcome to today's lunchtime chats. For those of you who are new, my name is Christina and I'm an acceleration expert. So what I do is um, I help accelerate the consciousness of the human collective, of star seeds, of way showers, of new paradigm visionaries. So, uh, and we are here to talk about the topics and issues that are for very significant for us star seeds and way showers, the kinds of challenges that are very unique to us because we have perceptions that are beyond perhaps what the, um, what we might call the normal human family, what they embrace. So I do my best to provide a liberated perspective to these daily challenges that we face. And uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, you guys, for being here. Hello, dear sister Nancy from Virginia. Good to see you. Hey, Beverly uh, and Joanne, Carol, Jackie. Woohoo! Hola, como esta? Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for being here, guys. This is our first chat in the year uh, 2022. <laughs> so we are um, at the very beginning of the adventure of what this uh, what this particular uh, year cycle is going to be offering us. And, you know, and I want to switch things up. I want to change the way we do things because it feels like what we've been doing is no longer a frequency match for where we are right now and where we are going this year. So, um, so I've decided to explore different ways to present these liberated perspectives. What I've done in the past is that I would do a multidimensional activation as um, brought forward to this planet by Barbara Hanclough, who's a, uh, a visionary herself of her own generation. Um, but that seems like, you know, we're shifting, shifting, shifting away from that uh, for some reason. And one of the reasons why I think this is so is because, you know, we've anchored in the ability to, um, or actually anchoring in is not the right, right way to say it. It's more of we have integrated a lot of light codes that have shifted our consciousness to such a place where we do not need that sort of activation anymore to open our awarenesses and to open our minds to bigger ideas, uh, larger perspectives. So, um, so I'm going to be exploring this year. And if you guys have any kind of suggestions or feedback about how we do this, I welcome you to communicate with us. And um, dear sister Beverly, if you can put our email in the comments so everybody can have it. Um, uh, I would love to hear your feedback via um, email at uh, wecare at lightbodyacademy.com. Or you can uh, just sign up in uh, one of our social media groups and, and share with us there. So, of course, there's the Rise of the Multidimensional Human group on Facebook, which we are kind of stepping away from more and more. But, but we, we still check, um, me and the other administrators, we still check the, the, um, that group pretty often on a daily basis. And then there's another group that is very new to, to me, but um, we're figuring out the odds and ends, and that is... That is the multidimensional human group on Telegram. So you can, so you're welcome to give us feedback or even ask questions on those platforms as well. Oh yay, Lisa, you made it! Woohoo, you figured it out! Yay, I'm pleased you're here too, darling. All right, so so there was a few questions that um, were I, were submitted. I know we we uh, did the posted the inquiry pretty late, but um, uh, there were a few people that were able to chime in. And I haven't checked this in the past hour. So if you've chimed in recently this morning or afternoon, depending on 
what time what time zone you're in. Um, I may have missed your question. So if you uh, feel so like you feel like your question is important and you really want me to address it, I invite you to maybe um, re-put it into the comments here if I don't address it. Yay, Tammy's here too. All right, good to see you, darling. All right, so there's a few things. One is um, someone asked me to ask um, to talk about Tantra and sexual energy. And uh, this is a, a really significant thing to talk about. Um, this is because this, you know, in our human experience, there are distortions in every direction. And of course, one of the most significant distortions that we have, especially in our culture, the Western culture, is uh, the distortion around sexual energy. And uh, even when we have spiritual paths dedicated to cultivating healthy, strong sexual energy, that too gets um, infiltrated in a pretty early stage. So I'm going to talk about um, Tantra and relevance to us cultivating a lifestyle that encourages us to integrate with our higher levels and who we are. So I'll talk about that. And then um, another Dear Starshine uh, was asking, and this, this question was posed to me multiple times and I never got to answer it. So I'm really stoked that the third time came around and I was able to catch it. And that is why when communicating sometimes with the elemental realm, the messages seem or they are their sense to be so urgent, okay? And uh, so I want to talk about that because there's there's a few things going on there, um, and and uh, and there's a lot there's a lot to um, to to you know a lot of fine hairs to split. <laughs> so I'm going to do my best at um, at defining that, and then uh, and then I'm going to also talk about mind control mechanisms. I know I've talked about this many times, but I'm going to bring it forward in a different way, so you guys can have a different perspective because uh, you know mind control is something that is pervasive on this planet but um, once you're awake to it just the fact of being awake to it helps you not be as susceptible to it okay the main reason why a lot of these mind control pieces are so profoundly impactful is because we don't realize it's going on we actually think it's our idea it's our thoughts you know we we actually think it's something that we came up with so so there there's this kind of thing i'm going to talk about that and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's what I have down. And there's going to be subcategories to that. And I also welcome each of you to pose your questions that you have here in the here and now in the group. And I will I will cover it. So let's go to. Um, oh, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's go to the Tantra thing. Who here knows about Tantra? All right. So um, now most of the time when someone says something about Tantra, mo the first thing people go to is the Kama Sutra <laughs> or the, the Tantric sex temples in India, stuff like this. OK, so so, you know, this is something that has been a branch in the mystery schools for a really long time uh, for many reasons. Uh, but uh you know, for us, the people who walk the world in the everyday, we, um, you know, we maybe, you know, don't resonate with some of the, the purposes. But what we do resonate with is that having a healthy sexual relationship has a very significant impact to our own personal wellness and well-being. Maybe, maybe we're able to take it to the level where we can actually perform uh, profound physical healing, mental, emotional healing, or even spiritual healing via our sexual connections. But it also is a lot, there's a lot more that can be done. 
And it doesn't necessarily mean about having a partner or not either, okay? Long, long time ago in the 90s, 80s, well, wait a minute. Okay, I lose track of time once we get past 94, but <laughs> a few decades ago, I was in communication with uh, a Palladian collective. And I, and this was a Palladian collective that was dedicated towards the liberation of humanity, for, the, for those of you that don't trust Palladian energies. Um. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm going to pause here because darling sister uh, Lisa Marie says that she studied Tantra in her early 20s to take back her sexual energy and not continue to give her power away. Yes. Now that is definitely a, uh, a very cool practical application of getting yourself familiarized with this. This is absolutely a, a level that, that is important for us. Uh, hello, dear sister Julie. Glad you're here, honey. So, so going back to my story, um, the Palladian Collective uh, was highlighting to me that no matter how healthy your diet, no matter how devout your spiritual practice, no matter how, how um, astute or diligent your practice of energetic hygiene is, if your relationship to your sexual energy is not in integrity with the truth of your soul, you will be stunted spiritually. You'll never get past the hump into a greater awakening. Now, when that was said to me, I, I, I feel like that was said to me before I even understood what, what that really meant. You know what I mean? I really didn't understand that. But as the years have gone by, and of course, my relationship has evolved and, and I myself have evolved, I started to recognize the, the significance of what they're talking about. Now, there's this piece here that uh, uh, Lisa is referring to about reclaiming her energy, like every time, you know, intercourse would happen, uh, there, there was a, a negative impact or an impact that was perhaps not a good feeling, like it was definitely not something we would categorize as uplifting or healing, right? So, so how to have a relationship in a physical way with, with yourself, number one, and then with another person, number two. Okay. And, uh, uh, and I want to, I want to ref, I want to refer everybody to a movie. This is an old movie and it's a movie called bliss. Okay. When I say old, I'm talking about, I think it was made in the early nineties even, or even late eighties. So, in this movie, it wasn't very popular because it was so close to the truth, <laughs> in my personal opinion. But in this movie, it gives a very informed insight into the practice of tantric sexual healing and the power of it. And most of the therapy to that uh, that is applied through with tantric healing is has nothing to do with actually having sex or actually being sexual with another person. Most of it is about being in the presence, naked and vulnerable, completely exposed, being in the presence of another being loving you while in that state. And the um, one of the main characters was a husband who had a, who was in love with his wife and what happened is that she finally confessed and they were having problems. Uh, she finally confessed that she's never really had an orgasm with him throughout their entire relationship. She's faked all of them. And that uh, and then she became, you know, she wasn't able to have orgasm. 
and was seeing a tantric specialist, you find out later in the movie, she was seeing a tantric specialist to help her with that problem. So, um, so the husband decides, I really love her. I want to do everything I can to, to show up for her and find out what's going on. And the, uh, so he, Long, I don't want to spoil the movie for you guys, but he does end up coming in contact with his teacher and getting advice on what he can be doing to help with their connection. And uh, and he started to um, he had to go through a lot of practices, personal practices, physical contact with himself, his you know his sexual orientation with himself. He had to do that for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks before he had the level of self control to be able to facilitate and hold space for her. Now, how many people? How many people are taught that in today's society? You know, most of the time, you know, we're taught the exact opposite or we're shamed or, you know, I think um, all the big breasted women out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. We have been sexualized from the moment we had big boobs <laughs> and people would project slime their projections on us just because we had large breasts, thinking that we wanted that kind of attention. I didn't when I was 13 years old, you know, I was a D by the time I was 13. It was like, I didn't want that kind of attention, but nonetheless, I was slimed constantly, not only by my peers, but by adult males as well. So, you know, there's a lot of distortion that's in, in our relationships and projections. So, so by practicing a self-contained um, physical connection with himself and actually motivating within himself, he uh, learned that control. He learned what sliming truly was when you're projecting your energy onto another person. Okay. In the process of that, he learned what it was to truly love himself while he was in a stimulated state. And then only once he can own his own pleasure, his own feelings, his own love, could he have the capacity to hold the space for his mate. So, uh, so in the holding the space for his mate, he was able to facilitate a profound shift within her where she was able to wake up to, uh, to some pretty significant abuse that happened in her life early on. And that like blew the lid off of everything. Of course, your life completely explodes when you have memories <laughs> that are impacting you and uh, in, in ways you behave. And how he did that was not by um, yummy loving her. It was by holding her and touching her in a way that was not in a way that where he did not want something from her. You know, instead, it was he wanted to simply feel her for the sake of feeling her. OK, like so it wasn't like, oh, baby, yes, this and oh, baby, yes, that. Not that that can't be part of it. It can once you guys have uh, uh, consolidated energies. Right. But uh, but more of, you know, making sure that she feels safe, safe and comfortable. Number one, top priority above everything else. 
and he was to hold her in certain ways, touching her genitals and other things, but without trying to have sex with her, without trying to get something from her. And by him being, um, being able to do that with her, that awoke the memories that she had inside. And that busted everything open. And of course, it ruined the lives of everybody until she was able to heal and go through her journey of healing, which was, I think, two years or something like that. And then, you know, things were then she was able to come back into the relationship in a healthy way. So, so exploring your own tantric health is a profound, profound thing for you to do for yourself. Uh, so there's the way that Lisa mentions, but there's these other ways too, that we have a lot of suppressed energies that we didn't understand or even know that were there or had any, had any um, kind of perception of, of affecting us that, um, that we have going on inside. And it's only through intimate contact with ourselves and with others is that doorway open for us to even be able to touch those things, to even um, have an opportunity to, to move and make contact with those sorts of things and allow it to move through. And this is this, and this is why tantric healing ended up being such a huge thing because people realize that this is a potential now, of course, when you're talking about sex, that means you're walking a very fine line because uh, abuse on both sides of the fence have been happening generation after generation after generation, right? So um, so even the most well-intended tantric um, practitioner, I think they call them dakini, dockers and dakinis, right, um, may you know still have distortions within their field. Um, the other thing that happens um, within the tantric teachings is that they don't necessarily, depending on the discipline that you're looking into, they don't necessarily go into the concept of entities and uh, energy exchanges and opening up dimensional vortexes where other kind of energies can come in and stuff like that. Even though that is a major part to the uh, tantric making love process, whether you're making love with yourself or making love with another. Okay. So, the um the the so the only tradition that i know that talks about these things is the taoist tradition in opening up sexual energy and and that's because they have something called um chinesa which is a um which is a genital massage so the, the whole point is not about having sex or being aroused or anything, but it's actually massaging the um, your genitals in a way that is similarly to what I was talking about when holding space and actually getting you in touch with that part of your body in a very safe container. So uh, you can actually feel into where you're really stiff or where you're holding things and maybe didn't know that you were holding things. You guys ever get a massage and not realize that something was hurting until somebody touched it and try to work out the energy or work out the knots, right? Similar kind of thing, except there's some additional training to address entities or energies that have a hold of your genitalia. Now, possessive partners, for example, they claim your genitalia and your sexual energy, which means you can never have freedom to explore yourself, even if you're by yourself, um, with, um, because of that kind of interference. So these things really do have an impact on us. So if you have a partner that's maybe not in alignment with you, with your spiritual walk, but you love, want to be with, and 
you, you need to pay attention to if some part of them have, has subconsciously claimed you, claimed your sexual energy or your genitalia, because that's going to have a very significant impact on you personally and your spiritual path. And sometimes this can even be a mechanism to block your growth your, entirely. Okay. All right. Let's see. Hello, Julie. Hello, Tammy. Tammy said, Tammy said, um, you say the movie is called Bliss. Yes, the movie is called Bliss. B-L-I-S-S. -S. Um, hello, Cosmic One. Good to see you. Love you, Sherry. Um, Lisa says, uh, Lisa Marie uh, says, uh, not just about the act of sex. I have since integrated the tantric movement of energy with the first four cells of my being. Okay, so now she's getting into mystery school teachings about of that. Um, the gateway is my inner landscape. This power, this power is how I wake up to new info. Yes, yes, yes. So now we're getting into mystery school. And that is actually what, what I would call um, Jaguar, drag Jaguar medicine is what she's talking about. And this is when you can get information based on feeling data sets. So for example, you can feel into your uh, say, yeah, feel into your womb space. And as you feel into your womb space, if you've done a lot of healing, you may even um, tap into the, the galactics, the star, the stargate that's in the womb space. And you can actually pull through your womb um, star knowledge. OK, you can pull through knowledge, you know, really deep, deep activating truths from that space within. If you if you if there's still a lot of wounding within the womb space, inherited or otherwise, when you feel into it, when you feel into it, the information you get will be emotional stuff. It'll be it'll tell you about hurts and pains and other kinds of things that are more important for your womb to have addressed before you can actually touch th these other aspects. Now, I, I say it's a feeling thing because it's not like one goes in there and they get this great movie that shows them everything. <laughs> That's not how it is. It's it's actually feeling the feeling, having the emotion, right? Sensing and feeling. There's no linear data set that the, that gives your mind this perfect um, the the perfect um, tied in the bow story, right? Where it's all so clear and now you know what to do. There's a lot of fuzziness involved because we have resistance. So the more willing you are to feel, to be sensitive, to be open the more information you can get. You can even take that same sensorial talent and go into your bones. And once you go into your bones, you can go in different directions. You can go into your bones and feel and tap into the stellar networks that are within you. I'm talking about the galactic highways of light, what some people might call 7D communication, okay? Or you can go into different corridors in your, within your bones and actually connect with your ancestors, okay? And then and start working with your an ancestral healing, you know? So, so this feeling skill that, um, that she's talking about is a profound skill, and it's one of the most important skills for an energy worker to have. I mean, it's great that you that for one to get like a movie, right, where you have all this crystal clear stuff, but without the feelings and the deeper pieces, the movie can only take you so far. It's really important to have the actual um, energy, the energy, the feeling, the energy in motion, the emotions. That is when when you touch that with your awareness, it can move. 
and something can be done with it. Because a lot of times things get stuck because we don't want to feel them. We don't want to have the experience because it's painful, because it hurts, or, you know, there's lots of reasons why. So, so, um, so this is, this is a major piece to what we're talking about. All right. Dear Sister Tammy says, this subject is quite fascinating. I dipped my toe into Tantra over, over a decade ago. Some felt right. Some did not. Therefore, I pulled back as I never found a teacher that felt safe within, uh, that I felt safe with. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. This is, this is something that's really right on for me too. Um, uh, so I first look, I first was exposed to the teachings of sexual healing many, 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 many years ago. And I was fascinated by it, but I didn't know where to begin as far as searching. So, um, you know, life took over and there are lots of other important things in life, right? And that, that started happening. I was, there was a lot of other activities in different directions for my spiritual path, my personal awakening and all that. So that kind of like, you know, took a side burner, but then, uh, Many years later, um, I came to a crossroads where I really needed to address some things that were going on on a sexual level. And then everything came full circle again, and I was back to the Taoist teachings. And unfortunately, there were no Taoist practitioners in the U.S. I'm talking about um, the uh, like I'm talking about high level Taoist practitioners. I don't mean someone who practices Tao and has been trained that also has been dabbling, dabbling. <laughs> you know, I'm talking about like, you know, masters of the process. And so I searched and searched and searched. And and what got confirmed for me was my resonance with the Tao teachings. And uh, and I tried to I tried a few times to connect with people who were able to I thought maybe we'll be able to assist. And I, there was a gentleman in Denver that I, I had a, a sense that maybe he was be able to help, you know? So, so I go over to his house and, and uh, the whole thing was awkward. It was terrible. And I really thought that maybe it was me. Actually, I, I definitely, you know, blamed myself on that. But then I, I talked at the time I was working very closely with a spiritual teacher a really profound teacher. And she just laughed. I told her about the, what was going on and she just laughed and laughed and laughed. And I'm like, well, what's so funny? <laughs> you know, this really sucks for me. <laughs> you know, I was a little triggered by the laughter and she's just like, Oh honey, you know, you look at your, your frequency. And you know, she pretty much said to track him, track this guy, you know, and I wasn't tracking him. I not, not, you know, to the level that she was talking about. She's like, look, you feel your frequency. You see how this is? There's all this sparkle. There's all this lightness and openness and expansion. And, and so I'm like, yes. And she's like, and look at this guy's frequency. And, you know, and it was totally nothing like what my mom, she's like, you guys are not a frequency match. This guy is heavy with hucha. He thinks he is who he thinks he is, you know, opening the doorway, a galactic doorway is something that he can't even do if he wanted to. And then that 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 made sense for me. And I was like, oh, OK, OK. So I need to I need to look for somebody that I feel has the capacity to actually open up cosmic connections within myself. So I was like, oh, OK, I, I think I get it. Fast forward many years later, I am in dark room. You guys know about the dark room stuff that I that I used to do. Uh, um, so I'm in this this the second time around in dark room, Jasmine Heen, and I meet a docker. A docker who, who whose full time his full time position is is being a docker, which is a uh, a male tantric practitioner. And he was in dark room. He was also um, he was also a um, a breatharian, as in 
he was dry fasting each. This was the second dark, second time in the dark room in a row. And he was dry fasting, which was, which means he was not taking in any substances whatsoever, not food, not water. He was completely transitioning his system to be um, nourished solely by uh, prana life force. And uh, so I sat in conversation with him many times and he didn't know it as shamanic tracking, but he was a profound shamanic practitioner. He could track really, really well. And he learned that through the practice of his, through his tantric discipline, which is a very rare, rare thing to come across in my experience. So he, uh, well, he was able to, uh, you know, tune me into a few things that were very helpful, but even in the end, in the end, I could still feel the, that slime factor. And, and when I say in the end, when it was like at the end of the, at the um, end of the time, my stay there and it was time to leave. It's like there, there was a moment where I just got, I felt completely slimed because um, I, I all of a sudden could feel that he really wanted something and wasn't saying it and also was putting it off on me. So, so even in the end, it turned into manipulation, which totally turned me off. So this journey into these pieces and finding these practitioners, it's not an easy thing to do. If you really want to find someone to work with, uh, you, need to, you need to continue to ask the universe, continue to ask the universe over and over and over again until you find, until you find the one you know, be really committed with that search. It's just like with dreams, engaging your dreams and remembering your dreams. You really need to be committed and to not your set and not allow your setbacks to to stop you from, from the depth of your commitment, your passion to wanting to connect with your dream time, wanting to remember your dreams, wanting to decode, so to speak, and pull the transmissions from your spirit from your dreams. That's a commitment. That is a life path. That's not just something you do out of curiosity. Well, maybe you do it out of curiosity, but you're not going to really get to the profound levels of that without that a level of commitment that is uh, that every other kind of spiritual practice would require. Okay. It takes dedication and devotion. All right. Uh, let's see where we are. So oh, Lisa says, oh, yes, the resistance is the red light, but it's quite the opposite. It's the green light to explore more, regardless of the good, bad, right, wrong feels. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. So this is the transcending the qualification of good or bad, right or wrong. And this is another great skill, especially when it comes to tracking energy and unraveling it is that um, good or bad, right or wrong doesn't actually exist in the energy world. Good, bad, right or wrong is all about our relationship to that energy pattern. That's what that's telling us. So if you're going into something and it sucks, you know, my advice is to keep doing it, <laughs> you know, keep doing it until you get past, you know, you get past that, that, that need of relationship of the sucks. Okay. It's kind of like, you know, when you first start doing yoga or something at first, the stretching and the, and the moving, it, it hurt, it's painful, or, you know, there's a lot of reaction to how stiff you feel. And then as you get into the practice and into the devotion part of the practice, all of a sudden, when you're opening yourself up like that, it it no longer hurts or is uncomfortable. It actually feels good. It feels great and relieving. Okay. That's because the relationship changed to those data sets. The data sets haven't changed. Your relationship to those data sets has changed. So, so there's a lot of wisdom in what she's saying there. 
All right. Oh, boy, time just goes by so quickly. <laughs> uh, okay, so let me get to, okay, okay, yeah, 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 sorry, there's one more piece I want to talk about, and that is um, vortexes, vortexes, okay, so when there's a vortex going on, that means that there is, um, you know, there's energy moving, energy moving in a spiral like this, and energy moving in a spiral, right, and when you have uh, a vortex, good, bad, right or wrong, right? Not if you don't qualify it as that and recognize what vortexes are. Vortexes are is focused energy. It's focused energy that retains its shape. OK, if you guys are fans of Dan Winters, right, he talks the he um, talks a lot about perfect. Um, oh, no, I can't remember the words. That's terrible. All right. But anyway, he talks a lot about the, he talks a lot about what creates these vortexes in scientific lingo, but I, I can't do it. I only can give you my own understanding about it. And so and what it is, is that there's enough energy to keep the to keep the movement of, of life force in a in a in a circular motion and in that circular motion, because it needs to progress and move because energy can never be still. It always is a motion. You know, it creates what's called a vortex and the vortex has a apex to it for. So when you are having a lot of sexual energies or let, let me ex illustrate it in a thought form instead, say you have a thought loop that gets triggered every time you have a particular kind of experience, a, a thought loop that's uh, that's, negative in the sense of, of self self-directed judgment and stuff like this because your attention is put onto that thought and your attention is on it as it loops around loops around and as it loops around it elicits feelings and now the feelings are added into that loop and that and, and, and with that it's creating a mini vortex okay and that mini vortex if it gets strong enough it can actually open an interdimensional portal where things can come through okay now when you put this into the context of sexual energy you can just imagine all the little mini portals that get opened when you're in a when you're um, working into a bliss state an orgasmic state OK, so if you ever um, have sex because you feel obligated to or you have sex, even though you don't want to or, you know, what I mean, or you're really um, inebriated or stuff like this, um, you're you're not really um, understanding the impact that all these little mini vortexes can create. They can actually open up realities and start pulling usually parasitic energies into your space. Versus if it's a deep loving experience connection, then the vortices that you're opening are actually opening up vortexes that can pull through energies from the bliss states, okay, or from, you know, from higher dimensional planes. So, so what we choose to feed and focus uh, upon is really, really important when we're in, when we're in the process of working our arousal energy. Okay. Our tantric energy. The other thing that we need to keep in mind before I move on to the next topic is that when we are in, when our tantric channels are open and flowing, we are open and flowing within in a very deep level. It also opens our psychic intuitive perceptions. So we are, 
um, clearer receptacles for the larger aspects of who we are. That, that could mean higher self. That could mean your galactic mind. That can mean, you know, your infinite nature. That can mean lots of different things. It also can mean about um, can mean you being able to engage in higher dimensional realms that are right here on this planet, right next to you. Okay, that could be fairy realms, deva realms. Okay, inner inner earth realms. High, high dimensional and earth realms and it can also mean other versions other universes other galaxies so for us to open up to who we are in a grander scale like our galactic mind our, our cosmic self this this means our tantra channels need to be open and flowing and so when we are engaging with these energies and the tantric ant channels are flowing, we're no longer associating it with arousal in the sex, in the, in the, in the idea of, you know, something's trying to have sex with me or, or whatever. Instead, we're embracing it as a truth, truth, as an energy that is the truth to a true expression of our spirit that is, is free flowing through our being, which allows us to have access to these other realms. Okay. Um, and I've had a few stories I shared with me um, not that long ago of, of people who've had this experience when they came in contact with different elemental beings or even like Sasquatch beings. OK, and it's because so they arousal they, they what they would consider arousal energy, which is actually tantric energy opening through their body, you know, because of the trauma drama that they've had, they associate it with something with a very negative connotation. So that that experience with the Sasquatch, they're they're not down with, right? Because they feel like there there was some kind of a, they were being taken advantage of in some way. When really it was just a physical physiological response to them getting exposed to very high frequency, high dimensional, high what maybe you call high vibe energies. Okay, so. So take all that into consideration when you're engaging with with exospecies relationship, which is going to be over the top this year. So that's why that's why I mention it. Okay, dear sister Tammy says, curious Christina, how does self pleasure connect with tantra, or does it? Yes, it absolutely does. And this is what I'm talking about: self pleasure. So um, it's it's because all right, so what happens, and you know everybody is has their their way, but you know what happens is that we're taught that sex is all about the orgasm. Okay. And actually that's not, that's not really what it is. It's more about presence and, and connection. Okay. And, and, uh, and opening up those tantric energies within each other in a, in a love field, because what we, what we don't realize is our sexual energy is equal to God creation energy. Okay. And I don't mean God as in Yahweh or any kind of religious God. I'm talking about source energy, source energy that creates Life is equal to what we experience as sexual energy, arousal energy, okay? And the orgasm is just the climax of that. And, and when we're talking about cultivating a healthy sexual connection with ourselves, that means it's about you're, you're, you're in your self-pleasure state making love to yourself. And actually that movie bliss talks all about that because that was the challenge that he told that guy to do. You're not, you're not um, masturbating to have an orgasm. You, I, I he, he um, commanded, not commanded, but he told him that he needed to learn to make love to himself 
which means it was about the pleasure that you're feeling, not the actual end result of an orgasm. And like I said, in the movie anyway, it took him weeks to learn the difference. And once he did, his life was changed. All his relationships changed. The way he used to be, he was not attracted to being anymore. Once he learned how to make love to himself instead of give himself an orgasm. Okay. That's, that was a huge game changer. And, and, and so this is what I'm talking about. It does absolutely apply. All right. Then Tammy says, uh, early in my marriage, I did that. I had sex when I did not want to. I was a different person than I grew up thinking I had to please. That was part of my role as a female. Yep. There's programming. Talk about mind control. Yep. 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 Um, I have done much healing work with myself, including forgiveness of self to heal so many aspects of myself and reclaim myself and my sexual energy. Yes. Yes. And as you do that, you change. You're not the same person anymore. And, and this is a reflection of the impact of that kind of reintegration with yourself. But actually, believe it or not, this does tie into mind control and how it can how it does and does not impact you. Because when you have command of your energy like this, all right, sexual energy and, and beyond, you are a consolidated human. You have a deep sense of who you are. And I don't mean ego driver level of who you are. You have a deeper sense of who you are as a as a light being, as an infinite being in a bio suit. And not only that, you have immense respect for who you are as a light being in a bio suit. So once you've crossed that threshold, you are not as susceptible to certain kinds of mind control. Okay. There's all different kinds of mind control. I mean, on the human level, it's, it's very easy to point out, right? There's um, social conditioning, cultural conditioning, family conditioning, right? We, we, you know, you guys remember um, Pavlov's dogs and, and how he showed conditioning impacts physiological behavior. Okay. So, so there's the conditioning, the conditioned response kind of mind control, but then you also have, then you also have a purposefully maliciously intended conditioned responses. Okay. And this is where a lot of people are talking about with the shenanigans going on that, on a collective level, the globe is suffering from a mass psychosis from being terrorized, um, you know, with the different with the different narratives. So there's there's that kind of mind control. But when you have a deep sense of who you are in your infinite nature, you're not as susceptible to that because when you are experiencing things that are triggering, you know what I mean? That that drives you deeper inside yourself to know yourself on a deeper level, to reclaim who you are and to reset yourself, right? Because that's where we go when we get triggered. We're not doing this anymore when we get triggered. Instantly, when we get triggered, we recognize the beauty of the opportunity and we do this instead. And when we do this, and we go into it like that, then every kind of data set that we get that we can address with our attention and hold space for becomes an empowering event within us and something that leads to a deeper with a, a depth of healing within. So in this way, you know, adver adversity makes us stronger, 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 as long as we're able to do something like that. But when we leave our bodies all the time, this is where we develop people who are like people pleasers, right? People who don't have an opinion other than the opinion you want them to have. <laughs> how many know people like that? You'd be surprised how many people there are like that. And, and that's because they just they just want to be, you know, they just want to be loved. They're conditioned. Uh, 
is goes very deep and that's the only way they know to keep in safe connection with the people around them is just to agree or to resonate or you know whatever the the request is whatever that that um is needed at the time peacemakers do this too now i don't mean courageous peacemakers that are called into situations to create peace i'm talking about the the ones that that uh avoid conflict and and look for peace in any way you know what i mean they 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 are in avoidance of of conflict or of you know facing adversions and stuff like this and they choose peace so there's that kind of thing all right but there's other kinds of mind control which i think people really need to understand there's holographic mind control and that is using technology light in different ways to influence our thought patterns okay there's a few different ways this this happens one i've talked about this with the light within our electronics the light within our electronics stimulates certain aspects of our brain Okay, and most of those um, um, aspects that it um, that it triggers and connects with have to do our, with our fight or flight response. So that means it keeps our adrenals going on some level all the time. Okay, so that 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 has an impact impact on our sense of well being. It has an impact on our physiology and how we think. Okay, there's that kind of thing. But then you have even more directed where they where they can actually overlay a holographic thought form over the map of your brain. And they can actually implant thoughts that are not yours in your brain. And that's something that has been really um, well researched by um, an author. Oh, gosh, I didn't read her books, but I knew I saw her I just I met her I met her in Albuquerque. She was at a conference doing a talk and I only caught like the like five, 10 minutes of her talk. And I was like instantly, instantly drawn to her. Um, and I knew what she was saying was the truth. And then later on, you know, I got to talk to her a little bit, but I think her name was Blue Raven is, is her pen name. And she's written several books about her research she's done with the holographic overlaying that that um, that has been explored and also applied in certain contexts. So there's that kind of mind control. Uh, but, you know, I think that some of the most detrimental mind control that's out there is the implant, the ET mind control stuff. And that's where you have etheric um, implants or false memories implanted into our awareness, false memories that anchor in trauma, pain, stuff like this. And then and because what happens is, is that, you know, when we have it, memories implanted and I, I've actually had discovered uh memories implanted in, into my brain and they do this they do this with with the early indigos and especially with the star seeds who are susceptible to it which are usually the star seeds that choose to be born into a very dense family um, more and more i'm noticing this is a side note more and more i'm noticing that the star seeds coming to this planet um over the past 10 years are being born to families that truly support their mission that truly support the expression of their of their soul so um i feel i feel like that is a great sign of the of the energetic consciousness shift that's going on so before we were getting being we were born to families that were extremely dense and it was really difficult to to navigate um, on top of that, um, false memories get implanted where we have trauma dramas that we're carrying in our body that actually did not happen. OK, and, the, and what happens is that when you start going through your healing journey and you start coming across false memories, there's this sense. There you go. Jackie's got it. So um, Solaris Blue Raven. Thank you, darling. Thank you. Thank you. 
Um, Anyway, so um, when you when people are tracking energies and when you're working with shamanic practitioners, depending on the, the level of skill and the tracking and, and their their expansion of what they're aware of, you know, um, the, you'll come across a false memory. And then rather than dealing with the memory as if it's really a truth, they will say that, that there'll be something said to you like, well, it's not real. So don't worry about it. It's fake. Okay. That doesn't really help the person that has the traumatic memory. Instead, what we need to do is treat that memory as if it really happened. And, and not that you do that to carry the wounding story further. Instead, you do that so you can get deeper into the impact of the wounding story in, interdimensionally within your body and then you can actually change the story completely that memory can be completely erased because you have now turned that wounding story into a healing story okay that is a truth only works if it's the truth if it's not the truth it doesn't work right if it's not the truth it's just one more thing on the stack of manipulation that's in our that's in our subconscious right um, so there's that kind of thing. And then you have um, ET, uh, you know, ET implants, and those also get um, target certain kinds of people, um, especially those who are really strong in their energies or strong spiritually, stuff like that. Um, so, you know, there's that kind of thing. Uh, let's see. And then there's spiritual energy, spiritual beings that also implant and um, implant memories. And this is this is gets really complicated to explain on a human level, because we need to understand that the manipulation has been going on. It's more than just a human thing. This this level of manipulation of consciousness, manipulation of consciousness has been going on on a vast scale for a long time. So starting out in, in what uh, dear brother George calls the cosmic arena, it starts out in that level. You actually have quantum beings holding certain power or dynamics in place to be implemented. So there's infiltration on even a galactic mind level. So who you are as a galactic being, which you have access to, right? As you do your inner work, you have you eventually wake up to the who you are on a galactic mind level there there's possible manipulation on that level as well for you to wake up and recognize. And this is why the awakening process that we're in right now is so confusing. Okay. Because there's all these nesting dolls. And a lot of people think that the manipulation is just this past few thousand years, maybe 10,000 years now. And when you wake up to these other levels of the manipulation, you, you discover that it's been going on for, for way, way, way longer than you ever imagined possible. Okay. And the truth, the, the truths that helped you through, uh, you know, uh, soul retrieval and different things of integrating within yourself. Once you get to the galactic on um, more galactic plane, you realize what you thought was the truth on a galactic level was a manipulation. It wasn't the truth. And the bis biggest example that I have of that, and I'm not saying this to make people mad because, you know, how, what you believe in and where you are in your practice doesn't matter. doesn't matter to me. OK, the fact what matters to me with with you guys is that you are committed to your journey back to yourself. That's the only thing that matters where you are in your belief systems or whatever in that journey is completely irrelevant for me. OK, just just know that. So when I'm saying these things, I'm not saying them because I'm trying to like poke you or anything like that. All right. Not at all. I'm, I'm just um, 
I'm here to be a support, here to be a guide to the best of my ability, right? I'm, I'm doing, I'm saying these things so I can provide a liberated perspective. That's all. So one of the biggest examples that a lot of devout practitioners find shocking once, once they wake up to their galactic mind or beyond is the whole concept of soul, okay? And that is the concept that your soul was created by another being, okay? Kind of let that sink in. Your soul was created by another being. Here's the thing, and this is why it does that. That implanted concept doesn't work once you wake up past the galactic mind and into more of your infinite nature. Because when you wake up to your infinite, infinite nature, you all of a sudden have this realization hit you on, on the head like a ton of bricks, is that you are an infinite being. No beginning, no end. Nobody created you. You manifested yourself in all the forms that you've manifested on. Wow, right? So I'm not saying that it has to be the resident truth for you. I'm just saying as an example of how when we wake up to who we are and bigger levels, truths that once were major pillars of strength for us, we end up waking up to realize, oh my gosh, that too was a control system. That too was another method to control my consciousness to be going in a particular direction. Okay. So that's what I'm talking about. And that's why I'm mentioning it. All right. Dear sister says, all right. Oh, Tammy, uh, this is in reference to a woman that has done a lot of research in holographic mind control. That's what, that's who that person is. And uh, I, yeah, you'll just have to listen back. <clears throat> Okay, another kind of where are we at? Oh my gosh, this hour just blew by. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even do an activation this time, guys. <laughs> Funny. Okay, yeah, so you guys let me know. Let me know if this format is, is more functional for you or not. Um, uh, yeah, because we, we need to change things up to stay congruent with the current energies. I don't want to become dogmatic in any way. And it's really important for us to stay in that flexible um, moving flow of how consciousness is changing within us more and more and more. Because as I as just illustrated in my previous examples here, that there's things that are so until you wake up to a certain level of who you are and then you find out that they're not so, you know. So, um, so for us to stay in that construct that... Um, maybe is not, that isn't in resonance, then that construct may give us, you know, some security or some, some kind of clarity in certain levels. It actually becomes an energetic drag, you know, on the frequency of where we're going and opening up to who we are on another level. Okay. So, so um, I still love the work, uh, uh, Barbara's work in that, in that range, you know, and if you guys want to learn more about that, you can check out the Barbara Hancloud website, or you can also go to our website, lifebodyacademy.com, where um, right now we're running an opt-in where um, it's an eight-hour deep dive into the multidimensional activation. We're calling it Secrets to Multidimensional Sovereignty. And it's eight hours of material with additional download content. And if you actually, um, um, if I can get, uh, yeah, actually, you know what? I'm going to post the link to the, 
course itself because the course, not the landing page, but the course for those teachings are um, include the soundtracks that you can listen to that have their sound files to activate the lenses of each of the, all the perceptual lenses, lenses of each of those dimensions. So I'll try to include that link um, or I will include that link in the comments to this video in YouTube. And then I'll also post it to the other two groups. So you guys have it. This is um, so if you guys want to dive into it that way, that's available too. And of course it's completely for free. Um, and if you guys also feel like this is the year, this is the year to make to step into that quantum shift for yourself. Uh, I invite you guys to check and, and, you know, when I say quantum shift, I'm actually talking about changing the trajectory your quantum is in. You're changing your timeline trajectory by uh, by joining, um, by taking the reins of your consciousness, of your quantum and redirecting it to what you truly want to create. And I don't mean what your ego driver wants to create for, you know, surface satisfaction, for immediate gratification or whatever. I'm talking about what your soul essence, what the true life force energy, infinite nature inside of you wants to use this bio suit to create in this world. Okay. If you want that kind of quantum shift for yourself, I'm going to invite you guys to check out our quantum shift program because this is um, right. There's some phases to it. And right now uh, we just went through um, the ancestral clearing, the ancestral healing piece. And now we're going into more interdimensional pieces as far as um, healing certain things within with the forgiveness practice and that kind of thing. So I encourage you guys to check that out. The other great benefit to this is that you get a community of people that are totally on the same page as you. And I know that many of us, you know, we're isolated and maybe feeling a little lonely, like not having people around us who can truly see us for who we are. And this is a community of beautiful, beautiful star shines that are committed to showing up for each other and they will see you. Okay. And, uh, and in that, you'll also get the joy of truly seeing others in their magnificence as well. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Sherry. Thank you for being here. All right, guys. Our time is up. It just flies by. So um, I'm going to post that link. Like I said, if there's any follow-up questions, just go to those on any of those social media outlets, the Multidimensional Human in Telegram or Rise of the Multidimensional Human on Facebook. And we'll, we'll get back with you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, you guys. We shall see you next time. Bye-bye. See you.